You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. CJ Palmasano here. And uh, if you've been waiting and wondering where I've been the past couple of weeks, my apologies. I've been back to work. And I've, you know, going back to my day job and kind of getting back to the old routine of things. And uh, I also, uh, with everything going on in, uh, in, uh, in the world and with wrestling specifically, I uh, kind of need to take a break from it. Um, there's a lot of... A lot of bad things going on, and um, it couldn't, you know, there was a lot of things that, uh, a lot of accusations and a lot of um, a lot of uh, bad stuff going on in the world. Uh, we'll be covering it and um, and talking about it, so this is going to be kind of a, the first half of this episode is going to be very serious. Um, we have, uh, we're going to be talking about the speaking out movement. Uh, if you're not aware of what that is, I'll explain in just a minute. And we'll be going over the uh, the COVID nineteen cases that have been confirmed in the WWE Performance Center. But uh, we're going to start things off with the speaking out movement, uh, and then later on we will get into uh, a certain Impact Wrestling star who's been fired uh, from the company, <clears throat> and that they've been sent out feelers to WWE. That WWE has interest in them. Um, and I'll be going through predictions for AEW Fighter Fest and the now NXT Great American Bash coming this Wednesday. I'll be able to put out an episode hopefully at the end of this week with Sean, uh, or this time next week to be doing AEW Fighter Fest Part 2 and NXT Great American Bash Part 2. But first, uh, we're going to get very serious into this and we'll be talking about the speaking out movement. So... A lot of people will say this kind of started off with the allegations made against uh, independent wrestler. And, um, you know, he's uh, very famous for his work in progress, uh, David Starr. Excuse me. Um, uh, he's, uh, work, he's worked for OTT, uh, progress, like I said. Um, th- but this all kind of started with him, at least the real big blow, the big buzz with him. Um... But really, this kind of started with the Velveteen Dream over in NXT. We'll go through this a little bit. Um, Velveteen Dream a few months ago, uh, I don't believe Sean and I talked about this at the time, but he was accused of having inappropriate conversation with minors um, and sending uh, some explicit photos to him, uh, to the to this kid and uh, these other kids, who I believe were 17, 16, and 15, and apparently a voice message uh, via Instagram from Velveteen Dream had said, um, you know, what school do you go to? Uh, Velveteen Dream had later put out a uh, statement on his Twitter saying that the um, the message that that was not pretty much saying that it wasn't him. It was false, uh, but that the pictures that were sent were of him and they were hacked and sent without his permission that he was working with a legal team to solve the matter. And we never really heard anything after that. But then, on June 17th, 2020, 
Independent wrestler David Starr was accused of sexual assault by a former girlfriend of his. Starr denied the allegations. After the allegations came out, several wrestling promotions, including Over the Top Wrestling, stripped Starr of his titles and fired him. The following day, numerous people in and out of the pro wrestling industry accused several wrestlers, promoters, personalities, and journalisms of sexual misconduct. The hashtag speaking out began to spread on social media when people told their stories. Hashtag speaking out was trending on top uh, was a topic trending on Twitter. Soon after, one of the victims making accusations stated that Yorkshire police were investigating accusations and that she said another victim had list of at least 70 wrestlers with 100 incidents documented. I don't know too much on the whole David Starr thing, but apparently David Starr has been... His was not, to me, was not the one that really um, had the most impact out of all this, and we'll get to that particular person later. But he was the first in this whole big movement when it started. Um, he was accused of sexual assault, physical abuse, verbal abuse of a former girlfriend, and uh, he had since deactivated his Twitter. Uh, going through the list of people, uh, we'll start with uh, All Elite Wrestling here. Uh, AEW wrestler Jimmy Havoc was accused of physical abuse by a former partner on June 19, 2020. AEW made the statement that Havoc would be attending therapy for a number of issues. They would come to the decision of his employment at a later date. Uh, Jimmy Havoc was also accused of punching a fan in the face after a show, after a progress show. The fan had emailed Progress, and they pretty much didn't do anything about it. They had a response from Progress, but the email was just a pretty much just a bullshit email. Nothing was done about the incident. The fan wasn't really compensated for anything. Um, Jimmy Havoc didn't really get any uh, repercussions because of it. Uh, Jimmy Havoc was accused, like I said, of physical abuse from a former partner. Um... On June 22nd, audio from the po- from a podcast in 2016 went viral when uh, Sammy Guevara joked that he wanted to, quote, rape WWE women's wrestler Sasha Banks, and AEW subsequently suspended Guevara without pay, with Guevara agreeing to undergo extensive sensitivity training. Guevara's paycheck would also be donated to the Women's Center of Jacksonville. Um, while I do that, I will also bring up the allegations made against Matt Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle was accused of sexual misconduct by a female wrestler. Riddle denied the allegations through his attorney. It was later reported that WWE was aware of the allegations against Riddle when he was signed back in 2018 and had investigated them all uh, and had investigated at the time. Um, when those allegations had come out of Matt Riddle and the issue with Sami Zayn had come out, um, Joe. Ed and I, um, my two best friends who have been on this podcast a few times, uh, Joe, who was recently just on the, we did a, we talked about the Undertaker streak. If you scroll back in the history, you can find that. Um, we kind of debated about this, and Joe thinks that it's kind of bullshit that they made him, that Sammy Guevara publicly apologized, and that he and that AEW are suspending him. And all this. And that they're with his pay and everything. And I compared it to the Matt Riddle situation. And I said to him, listen. It's not bullshit that Sammy Guevara is publicly apologizing to Sasha Banks. And it's not bullshit 
that AEW chooses what to do with them. Do I personally think they, that he should be suspended and have no pay? I mean, no, not necessarily. I think he should be off TV. I think he absolutely should be off TV. Um, he said a really, really stupid thing. And he apologized for his actions. He had reached out to Sasha Banks, and they had a discussion, and they worked things out. Um, but AEW, at the end of the day, is going to do what they think is best. And I compare this to the Matt Riddle situation, where where the at the time the Matt Riddle situation seemed like he Matt Riddle was accused of um, forcing an indie wrestler indie wrestler named Katie uh, Katie or Candy Cartwright. Apparently, that was my phone dropping, so sorry about that. Apparently, uh, Matt Riddle forced her to give him oral sex. She said no. She claims that Riddle choked her, and he said, well, why don't I just make you? And he did, apparently, allegedly. Um, since then, Matt Riddle had put out a statement from his attorney. Uh, on the day of his SmackDown debut, um, and she later put out messages... Apparently, that was from Matt Riddle from a year ago. Now, this incident took place two years ago, and Matt Riddle has been married since 2011. Apparently, this incident took two took place two years ago from the alleged uh, assault incident, uh, sexual assault incident. Um, the female wrestler in question claims that if I've been stalking them, why am I getting this message from Matt from a year ago saying that he can't wait to see me and a text from his wife? Looking back on it, Someone could easily forge the messages because the numbers were blocked out and you couldn't really see anything as far as, like, I think with Matt Riddle's title in her phone. I don't know. But the picture that was taken looked like it was something off of his Instagram. It, that it could have easily been something he put up, posted on Instagram. And Joe and I debated about this and he... He doesn't. He doesn't think that they. Sh- neither one of them should be taken off TV. Neither one of them should be suspended. And I'm like, well, it's up to me. I think all the bad press that's going on right now. Both of them should, at the very least, be taken off TV to let some of this stuff die down. Um, again, at the time we didn't know too much about the Riddle thing, and uh, but apparently Dave Meltzer has reported that again WWE were aware of these allegations. So, if this is the case, then it appears that Matt Riddle is in the clear. But this is going to be an ongoing investigation, and we'll have to wait and see. Um, as far as Sammy Guevara goes, I'll say this. It's stupid. It's a horrible, horrible thing to say. I understand what he's trying to say. Meaning that he was attracted to Sasha Banks. But you don't say that. You don't go and say that. He made a mistake, he apologized, and he reached out to Sasha Banks. So I think that he should give the benefit, not the benefit of the doubt, but cut the guy some slack. He made a stupid decision. He said a stupid thing. He apologized. The apology was accepted, and now he is uh, facing the consequences, and he's very well uh, accommodating to working things out. Um, and also, just a quick story. I had read the other day on Twitter of a, of a woman who had tweeted out to Sammy Guevara and uh, Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, Kenny, uh, Kenny Omega, and and, uh, 
and it was a uh, uh, like a three or four page thing saying that do just to say that don't judge him by a, a, a stupid thing he said because the woman goes on to say that she has a daughter who is very much suicidal and she had to go to a um, an institution to deal with her um, su- uh, suicidal tendencies and her depression. And the mother had to go, she'd go see her, but she couldn't bring her home. And she said, why won't you bring me home? It's a really sad story, but the silver lining here is that the woman reached out to Sammy Guevara. This is before he was in AEW, I believe. And she reached out to Sammy and said and said that, you know, she's a big fan and that anything you could do will be a big help because the woman was afraid for her daughter. Sammy Guevara, just to show how great of a person he is, took time the time out of his day and sent this girl a three, three and a half minute long video asking how she is, how she's doing, assuring how much her mother loves her and that she matters in the world and sh- and that there are going to be good days and bad days, but you got to fight through them and be strong and keep being the person you are. I, when I read that, it it brought a tear to my eye because don't judge somebody for a stupid mistake when they made something like that. I've said it before. It was a horrible thing that, for him to say. But that he apologized. Sasha Banks accepted his apology. We shall move on from it. Because when you see, when you hear about a story like that and the acts that he's done, there's also been other fans who have spoken out and said, like, he did so, another fan who replied to the woman said, he did something similar for me. I had tweeted out saying that he did something around the lines of he did something and the fan said it made his day because his grandfather had passed away and Sammy Guevara messaged the fan and gave his condolences. And that's just something that someone doesn't have to do. They they don't have to message a fan and be like, I'm so sorry for your loss. or And they don't have to, you know, oh, do the things. That, but it shouldn't judge the character in this guy. That is a bright spot in this whole thing. Um, just trying to say that Sammy Guevara, as a person, we shouldn't judge him. Seems like a really, really decent, really good human being. Moving on to a few of these other allegations. I'm not going to be able to get into all of them, but I'll get into the ones that I, that I feel like are the most important. So, uh, in Ring of Honor, and this one... Hurts me pretty bad because he's, you know, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, on June twenty second, twenty twenty, Marty Skrull was accused of taking advantage of a sixteen year old girl who was inebriated. Skrull would release two statements denying the allegations. On June twenty fifth, Ring of Honor had announced that they had launched an investigation concerning the allegations. The story with Marty Skrull apparently is that um, this is in the UK, and apparently the legal age in the UK is sixteen years old. Um, for us living in the U.S., I mean, that's gross, but it's different over there, different world, different culture. Uh, the girl claims that she was belligerently drunk and that apparently Marty Skrull took advantage of her. 
and there appeared to be messages between Marty and the promoter at the time. Uh, apparently, the promoter was also, you know, much older and claimed to be the girl's boyfriend. I don't know. Um, so apologizing for the incident as to what happened. Um, th- th- this one doesn't look good for Marty's girl. It it really really doesn't. And um, again, it breaks my heart because I'm a big fan of this guy. I um, I- I've met him. He's a very very cool dude when I when I talk to him. But uh, it's it's uh. It's a tough pill to swallow. And it's something that I haven't heard too much on. But Marty Skrull is a notable name in the world of professional wrestling. And especially with, you know, being the Bullet Club and the Elite and everything. And being in Ring of Honor. So one of the guys, the staples over there. It's, uh, it's, it, it really is a tough pill to swallow. And, um,. Have to wait and see what happens with uh, with Marty. Uh, there have been several wrestlers from the WWE side of things, including Joe Coffey, who was accused of harassing a woman and sending her unsolicited naked photos, as well as sending voice messages. Jack Gallagher was accused of sexual assault on June 19th, and he was immediately released by the WWE. His profile was even deleted from WWE.com. That means he doesn't even have... He's not even on the alumni page. When CM Punk was... Contract was officially up with the WWE. They at least moved him to the alumni page. You can't even find Jack Gallagher. Jordan Devlin, the former NXT Cruiserweight champion, was accused of physical abuse by his former partner. Devlin had denied the allegations and he would be suspended by Progress Wrestling following the allegations. A lot of... um, a lot of this is particular in the like some UK guys, and they have either been fired or suspended or stripped of titles in different promotions, partnered promotions with WWE, like Progress, for example. I'm talking about Matt Riddle, Travis Banks. This this one, oh man, it's was accused of emotional abuse from a former student, Millie McKenzie, who had a relationship with Banks while she was 17. McKenzie also stated that Banks had similar relationships with other trainees. Banks responded to the allegations via statement. McKenzie proceeded to tweet screenshots of text conversations between the two there to where Banks, who seemed to be intoxicated by nature of his messages, had stalked McKenzie and was harassing her in a hotel room. Banks was released by Progress Wrestling and WWE following these, following these allegations. Another one, Travis Banks, a guy who I was a big fan of, but it's, 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 it sucks. It really, really sucks. Uh, Wolfgang was accused of emotional abuse and ta- taking photos of schoolgirls. Another big one. Uh, Ligero, Ligero, Ligero was accused of an incident assault, sending inappropriate messages and engaged in inappropriate conduct. While he denied the incident assault allegations, he admitted that he did send inappropriate messages to an- engage in inappropriate conduct. Logero was released by Progress Wrestling and WWE following the following these allegations. I remember reading or watching a video of the uh, on Wrestle Talk of the tweets that he had sent out, and that is true. He did um, admit that he did send inappropriate messages, 
But at the same time, he was also trying to feel like the victim and saying he failed as a fiance and a friend and all that. And Kaylee Ray was quick to, uh, was quick, uh, the NXT UK women's champion. She was quick to call him out and saying like, this is a great way to say this going out here with people who are in actual, pretty much saying like that people are in actual pain and you're trying to play the victim. That's bullshit. Paraphrasing, completely paraphrasing, but she's calling Leguero out being like, you're, you got caught with something and now you're trying to play the victim. That's not okay. Uh, we had talked about Velveteen dream earlier in, in the episode. Uh, WWE had released statements concerning Devlin and Riddle saying they took matters seriously and they're looking into it. WWE would later use a second statement saying that they would take action upon those who were arrested on conviction. Um, there's a few others here. Uh, in in uh, Impact Wrestling, wrestlers Joey Ryan, Michael Elgin, David uh, Christ were accused of misconduct. Impact partner company Anthem Sports Entertainment released a statement saying that they were reviewing the allegations. Ryan would release a statement without addressing specific allegations. It was later revealed that Ryan and Christ's contract were terminated while Elgin was suspended, but Elgin would later be fired. Um, Major League Wrestling. Ring announcer Mark Adam Haggerty was accused of sending inappropriate text messages to a minor. An hour later, MLW and two other promotions announced they would no longer be working with Haggerty. The NWA Vice President Dave Lagana was accused of sexual misconduct. The following day, Lagana resigned from his position as Vice President. And going through here, it says the uh, Independent Circuit. New Japan Pro Wrestling star Will Osprey was accused of a former female wrestler having her blacklisted after she made allegations towards one of his friends. Will Osprey denied the accusation. Progress and International Wrestling will release a statement uh, that uh, statements that contracted his denial uh, contradicted his denial uh, apparently there was a friend of Will Ospreay's who uh, a female wrestler who had accused of rape or uh, sexual assault and um, apparently Osprey made a tweet saying that um, he just saying that um, isn't it great how some people are trying to ruin other people's career when accusing them of false allegations um, the Will Ospreay thing I don't know too much about, but um, he has been getting a lot of flack, and I've seen on his Instagram that his comments are limited to the point where no one can even comment on the post anymore. Uh, on June 21st, 2020, Joe Wright, Joey Ryan shut down bar wrestling following sexual assault allegations. Progr- uh, Progress Wrestling announced that the promotion underwent strategical, uh, structural changes after several wrestlers were either suspended or fired due to numerous allegations made against them. The promotion also announced that they would shut down until they were satisfied with the changes. This one is mind-boggling, but former NWA, WCW, and WWE manager Jim Cornette and his wife faced allegations that while Cornette was in charge of of OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, he forced trainees to engage in sexual intercourse with his wife while he watched, and Cornette would deny the allegations. I don't know... How many wrestlers accused Jim Cornette of this? But holy shit. The amount... It has to be enough to the point where it's gotta be true. I mean, gotta be true. I don't know, but... but That's a really specific allegation to make. And it's mind-boggling. 
if true, that Jim Cornette's forced people to have sex with his wife while he watched. That, that That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Uh, and following the last two things that have been talked about but haven't really had too much information on, uh, Justin Roberts, the ring announcer for AEW, has been accused of requests or trying to get a, a 17-year-old girl back in 2014 to send him nudes, which the screenshots are out there. And even though it doesn't name him, a former WWE wrestler who's now in AEW was accused of holding a woman and her, I believe her friend hostage in a hotel room for at least 20 minutes till she at least would try and take her top off. There's literally only one other wrestler who matches that bill. And the it is the it is very very much accused that it is Jake Hager, formerly known as Jack Swagger. Now, I am not crazy about the fact that Jake Hager still gets a title match for Cody's TNT Championship. Either if it's if it's either this coming Wednesday or if it's the following Wednesday, when these allegations are going on. Maybe they don't think it's enough evidence. But if it's true, if it does turn out to be true, he needs to be fired immediately. And so does Justin Roberts. Apparently Justin Roberts did know that this girl was 17. Justin Roberts should be fired immediately. If there comes out to be more information on Jake Hager, Jake Hager should be fired immediately. The fact that AEW have not even commented on these two allegations when there's pretty good proof on at least Justin Roberts, that really pisses me off. You suspend Sammy Guevara for this. uh, Again, your decision, you take him off TV, but there's evidence right in your face of Justin Roberts, and Justin Roberts has yet to comment on these allegations. And you're doing this to Sammy Guevara. Justin Roberts needs to be fired. It immediately needs to be fired. And I saved this one for last because it's the one I'm most disgusted about. And it's one that really, really it's 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 tough, to say the least. I've already mentioned this wrestler before, but Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan, at the time, and there could be more right now, as I'm about to say, at the time that I had heard, he had over 16 allegations of sexual assault, sexual misconduct. There's sto- there's a story of there of that he was trying to hook up with an underage girl knowing she was underage while her boyfriend was in the next room. There is a story of him making a young, confused uh, fan at a, I believe it was a PWG show, uncomfortable, making him feel uncomfortable. He was a teenager at the time. He was wearing a gay pride sweater. And he said at the time he was already confused and not sure what his sexual orientation was at the time. 
And for those, I mean, Joey Ryan's gimmick is very much, uh, it is a very sexual gimmick, you know, the whole dick flip thing. And then I, there are people who take pictures with them holding his crotch. Um, the kid asked if he could get a picture with Joey Ryan. And he, Joey Ryan in response says, um, Joey Ryan says, do you want to grab my dick or that, or will that just turn you on? Seeing his gay pride sweater. Making him feel uncomfortable. He's like, or should... He's like, or should be the other way around. Whatever the thing was. And then David Starr was also there and says, hey, Joey, maybe he's a bottom. Kind of brushed it off, but he, but they, David Starr and Joey Ryan really made this poor kid feel like a piece of shit. And they're the pieces of shit. One that really really is disgusting is that Joey Ryan was he uh, he had a, a friendship or a relationship with uh, a, a fellow wrestler colleague and they were friends they uh, he brought her back to her hotel room and I think they were, she was kind of getting ready to want to go to bed and Joey, Joey Ryan forced himself upon her and and sexually assaulted her. He was trying to get join the shower with her. She said no. He was kissing her arm, and her neck and lips, and he was taking her clothes off and was trying. I I'm not going to go into further details, but it's 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 a very serious allegation. And those three stories I mentioned, there are 13 more, a lot like them, and um. I'd heard those three stories, and then the following day, I'd heard about Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer talking about Joey Ryan. Like sixteen allegations against him. He was immediately fired from Impact. Uh, he's no longer running Bar Wrestling. He um, he has since uh, deactivated his Twitter. His Pro Wrestling T store is no longer active, and um, Candice LeRae was heartbroken by this. Um, Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan were a tag team on the independent scene, being the world's cutest tag team, and she was saying that she was absolutely disgusted by the stories that she's hearing from Joey Ryan, that she trusted this man, and this man was a friend of hers, and that she feels so horrible for the people who were hurt by him, and but are so proud of the people who have spoken out in this time. I saved Joey Ryan's... Uh, situation for last because it is the most devastating it's the most uh, damaging and there's no way he can recover from this absolutely no way you have over 16 allegations against you and the number has probably grown since the last time I heard what I don't understand is that you are a fairly popular person in your community, in the independent wrestling community. A lot of people know who wrestling, pro wrestling fans know who you are. And to have this many allegations against you is sick. You tried to hook up with a teenager. You sexually assaulted a fellow wrestler 
who called you a friend. And there are many other stories out there just like them. Joey Ryan, you are a piece of shit. Plain and simple. You are a piece of shit. The people you hurt deserve justice, and they're going to see it. Don't pretend to be a victim. You know what you got yourself into. If not, you're too fucking stupid to realize it. All I know is there's no coming back for you. And hopefully the people that you've hurt will hopefully move on from this pain that they've suffered. And that they can see justice. And they will see justice. And they can move on with their lives. No thanks to you. And that's all I'll be covering with the whole speaking out movement. It's a very, very important movement that's been going on in the world of professional wrestling in the past few weeks. And I needed to cover it. Thank you all for who have been able to stick through that. And who have been able to just listen, honestly. The next bit of serious news comes from WWE. Does everybody remember that thing called COVID-19, coronavirus, the Rona, whatever you want to call it? Well, it finally hit WWE. WWE, within the past week or so, has had a total confirmed of at least two dozen coronavirus cases. With names such as Renee Young, Caleb Braxton, Adam Pearce, and Jamie Noble have all publicly stated they have tested positive for the virus. Uh, Renee Young, Caleb Braxton, obviously two backstage interviewers for WWE, Adam Pearce and Jamie Noble, former wrestlers, now uh, backstage producers. Uh, But apparently WWE, uh, if any other wrestlers who have contracted the virus, they have said, they have told them to keep quiet because they want to handle the PR. A few weeks ago, uh, uh, the WWE allowed friends and family of the Performance Center trainees to come into the tapings for Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, but they were not allowed to wear masks. Uh, masks. A mask, rather. And apparently it's being reported by Brian Alvarez that Kevin Dunn said on the loudspeaker that you are not allowed to wear a mask. If you wear a mask, you're not a real fan. Hmm. Isn't that strange? Because... On your company's website, the company you work for, for their website, they have tons of masks you can buy and wear to help protect yourself from the coronavirus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's uh, the fact that WWE have not dealt with coronavirus cases up until this point, is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle at this point. And apparently, Vince McMahon isn't taking it as serious as he should. Brian Alvarez had uh, sources saying that he's not necessarily taking this seriously and that he he doesn't think it's an outright hoax, but he does think what a lot of people in this country and the world think that it's a just a really bad flu. And he doesn't seem to really be getting it. Um, but apparently WWE now, after all this has happened, now they're doing coronavirus testing. 
where when they started their tapings, they said they were doing temperature checks and testing, when really they've been doing zero testing. They've been doing no testing at this point. The only thing they did was temperature checks. A temperature check is not a guaranteed way to find the coronavirus. It's not. Even if someone has a high temperature, yes, it is one of the key symptoms of the virus, but that doesn't necessarily mean you've proven this person has the coronavirus. Because there are other people out there who who still get sick, but it's not the it's not COVID-19. My sister recently sneezing and everything, but her doctor has told her those are your allergies. It's not COVID-19. And WWE still want to go through production on their television tapings. Brian Alvarez has also reported that if AEW doesn't AEW doesn't continue to do shows, they'll most likely go out of business. I know this sounds strange coming from the from the Khan family, but I'm sure there is an amount of money that the Khans invest in the company where they have their money invested in other things. WWE will make money even if they don't run television programming. They're going to make money beside themselves all the time. If WWE ran no shows this year, they'll still be able to be okay at the end of the day. They'll still be fine. So that's the thing there. COVID-19 has finally hit the WWE Performance Center. Vince McMahon isn't taking it seriously, and there are people who have contracted the virus. Now, a key person in the people who uh, of the list of people I mentioned who do have it, being Renee Young, that directly affects that directly affects AEW World Champion John Moxley. For those of you who don't know, John Moxley, when he was in when he was in WWE as Dean Ambrose, him and Renee Young met in the WWE and they got married. They are still married to this day. They are currently still at home. Renee Young has been isolating, and John Moxley and her are in separate areas of their home. But this directly affects um, AEW Fighter Fest coming up. Apparently, John Moxley has taken the coronavirus test, and he has tested negative. But that doesn't mean he still can't get it. Apparently, Moxley will keep getting tests before he has to defend the AEW Championship against Brian Cage coming up soon. Um, and if he hasn't tested positive by then, he will defend the championship against Brian Cage for Fighter Fest. AEW and the UFC are two companies who have been running shows slash pay-per-views who have been doing coronavirus testing on-site in their facilities and the buildings where they work. Just now, within the past week or so, WWE is finally starting to do coronavirus testing. They need to stop doing television right now. They need to, but they're not going to. They're not going to stop because that's just Vince McMahon's mentality. Oh, it's just a bad flu. What are you talking about, pal? That's, that's That's the craziness of this old man. But at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want. But a lot of people are taking, if they don't want to work, there are more wrestlers who do not want to work. I believe Kevin Owens is one of them, along with Roman Reigns, who does not want to work. 
with a few others who I can't necessarily remember off the top of my head, but that's the case. COVID-19 has, has hit WWE, and they need to get their shit together. All your shit together and put it in a backpack. It's for all you Rick and Morty fans out there. But moving on to more of the positive side of the show, um, well, somewhat positive and somewhat negative. But uh, apparently Tessa Blanchard was fired from Impact Wrestling. Tessa Blanchard uh, was the first ever female to hold the Impact World Championship. And she was recently let go from her Impact contract. Sean Rossat from Fightful was uh, reporting that her contract was due to expire pretty soon on June 30th at the time of this recording. Um, but she has since been stripped of the title. Apparently, she uh, Impact had um, tapings, I believe, in Nashville, Tennessee. She uh, refused to work the tapings, and they said anybody who doesn't feel comfortable working, uh, coming to the tapings, they don't have to. She decided not to. And um, she was supposed to defend the Impact World title in a fatal five-way or five-way match at the main event of Slammiversary. Main event of Slammiversary. But... Uh, she also apparently was asked to send a promo for hyping up the match, and she failed to do so. Also, Tessa Blanchard has also been accused of uh, racist remarks and harassment earlier this year before she won the Impact World Championship. Uh, those had something to do with it, but I think it also had to do with... Um, also, it's been noted that Tessa Blanchard has a bit of an attitude problem, and apparently, uh, this was kind of just the tip of the iceberg where Impact is like, you know what? You're fired. And in a way, I kind of have to agree with Impact. Look, I know I went on a rant saying that I think it was bullshit that WWE stripped Sami Zayn of the championship. I understand that. I get that. But with the Sami Zayn situation with WWE, it's different with Tessa Blanchard's Impact, uh, impact uh, problem with Impact Wrestling. Sami Zayn was just executing the right that WWE gave him of, oh, I don't want to, you don't see I have to work. I don't feel comfortable. I'm not going to work. They strip him the they strip him of the IC title. Tessa Blanchard has had allegations of, like I said, harassment and racism. Apparently, her calling the N word to a black wrestler in Japan, where other uh, wrestling colleagues of said wrestler has. Um, has backed that up. I believe Tessa Blanchard denied the allegations earlier this year. I don't really remember. But it's been known that Tessa does have a bit of an attitude problem. It's been reported. So I'm guessing this was the final straw for Impact. And plus, she is the world champion. It's kind of similar if Drew McIntyre decided not to show up for uh, Raw. I guess. But at the end of the day, Sami Zayn still has a job with WWE. WWE. Tessa Blanchard doesn't. And she's had issues and these allegations against her. Where Sami Zayn, Vince McMahon just finds him annoying. That's really it. If they wanted to fire Sami Zayn, they would have at this point. But speaking of WWE, apparently they have sent feelers out to Tessa Blanchard and they are interested in her. Uh, as, of, as, of, as of this time, there there is no word if there is any interest from AEW 
AEW wrestler Big Swole, she had commented saying that regardless of how she feels personally about some of the allegations made against Tessa Blanchard, she does feel that AEW is her best best decision. I mean, considering her father works there, he's Sean Spears' manager. Um, taking all that stuff aside with, with Tessa Blanchard, with supposed attitude problems and allegations aside, Tessa Blanchard to me is one of the best wrestlers in the world. She's one of the best female wrestlers in the world. And just, again, like I said, one of the best pure wrestlers in the world. And she got better from wrestling uh, men. Like guys like Sammy Callahan and Brian Cage, who is in AEW, Brian Cage. Um, I would say I probably see Tessa Blanchard going to WWE. I think it's a better move if she goes to AEW because they could use someone like her, like really use someone like her. Because I feel like Tessa could probably get lost in the shuffle in WWE. It depends where they want to throw her. They could throw her to the main roster. They could throw her to NXT. It all depends. But as of right now, there hasn't been anything confirmed whether or not Tessa Blanchard will be going to AEW or WWE or she's going to be going anywhere at all at the moment. Maybe she just wants to stay at home. Maybe she just wants to stay at home with her fiance and she just wants to not risk run the risk of getting the virus. Who knows? Um, moving on. We'll uh, kind of close things off with the show tonight with predictions for AEW Fighter Fest Night 1 and for NXT's Great American Bash. Now, um, is it a bit of a coincidence that eight, uh, NXT and WWE, they're trying to pull out all the stops so you don't, so you don't watch... Um, Biter Fest uh, this coming Wednesday and next Wednesday. Total coincidence, right? Total? Anyway, so I'm going to be doing predictions for um, Fighter Fest and NXT ta- uh, TakeOver. NXT Great American Bash uh, for both Night 1. Uh, I will be covering uh, Night 2 either on Sunday, hopefully, if Sean can record, or uh, on my own. So... We're going to start things off with AEW Fighter Fest. Kicking things off with Private Party, uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn with Matt Hardy versus Santana and Ortiz. Um, I am going to go with Santana and Ortiz here. I think um, you're going to want to build a heel tag team to face against Omega and Page. I don't know if they'd pick Omega and Page as uh, Santana and Ortiz to beat Omega and Page, but I think um, you need to build up a, a good heel tag team, and I think these guys could be a good choice. Plus, I think they could really use the win, and it's not going to hurt Private Party. Um, we have Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Marcos, uh, with Marco Sun versus MJF and Wardlow. Uh, I'm going to go with Jurassic Express. Um, uh, I think this feud between MJF and Jungle Boy is far from over. Uh, They put on a fantastic match at Double or Nothing, one of my favorite matches on the show. And I think this will kind of be Jungle Boy's win back here to set up a future match against MJF at the the following pay-per-view. So I'm going to go with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus here. Uh, Next, we have the AEW Women's Championship. Hikaru Shida, the champion, defending against Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian in her uh, her corner. Uh, Hikaru Shida, this is her first 
women's championship title defense. I'm surprised they're doing Penelope Ford. Uh, it's good to see Penelope Ford get this kind of spotlight against the champion, but uh, I'm going with Kara Shida. I think they're really just going to save Shida for Britt Baker when she's finally ready to go because uh, that's what I see right now. I think it's going to be Shida versus Baker in the near future. Next, we have Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, the TNC champion with Arn Anderson, his uh, his manager in his corner, versus Jake Hager. Um, I'm going to go with Cody here. I don't think that... Um, I don't I don't see Cody dropping the title to Hager, especially with the uh, supposed allegations against him. Uh, I think Cody's going to hold on to the title for a while until he drops it onto a, uh, you know... A future up-and-coming star in AEW, uh, and finally, uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, uh, the t- AEW Tag Team Champions, against the challengers, best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Uh, I'm going to go with Omega and Page uh, to retain. Best friends have been on a roll lately, and they've been having some really great matches. But uh, I think I don't think they're going to be the ones to dethrone. Omega and Page for the tag team titles. I think that's probably going to be one of the teams that's going to be having a match next week. But we will be doing predictions for that the following week. So next up is going to be NXT Great American Bash. Going through some of the matches here, we are going to be having a Women's Elimination Fatal 4-Way Match between Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai. Um, this is very obvious, and I think it's going to be Dakota Kai. Why? Because she's been calling out Io Shirai. She's been calling her out constantly. She has been built to be the challenger for Io Shirai for her title. So it's going to be Dakota Kai. It's, it's going to be. If it's not, I'm going to be shocked. Uh, next, we have Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis in a strap match. Um, with this one, I'm going to go with Roderick Strong. It is a uh, it is a no disqualification match, a strap match. Uh, I think Undisputed Era will get involved somehow. I think and him and Velveteen Dream have some kind of weird partnership. I think... Dream will try and get involved, but the numbers will be too much for Dexter Loomis and then see Bobby Fish and Cole and Kyle O'Reilly coming into play and, uh, yeah, helping Roger Strong with the win. But this should be a good match. I'm actually looking very forward to it. We have Aaliyah and Robert Stone versus Rhea Ripley uh, in a handicap match. If Rhea Ripley must join the Robert Stone brand, if she loses, Rhea Ripley. I mean, I don't know what they're doing with Robert Stone. I don't know what they're doing with him. But it, it, I'm not crazy about this. I was really shocked that they split him up in Chelsea Green. And lately we haven't really seen Chelsea Green, at least to me, because I'm a little behind in everything. But I, I, would, I have to say Rhea Ripley, it, it, it doesn't make really much sense to have her join the Robert Stone brand. She's a bigger star than Aaliyah and Robert Stone put together. And like I've said, Rhea Ripley is the future of the WWE Women's Division. It's her. Um... And finally, we have the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. Oh, I'm sorry. There's one other match. Oni Lorcan versus Timothy Thatcher. Uh, Tim Thatcher. Timothy, Timothy Thatcher. Um, I think this is going to be a barn burner of a match. A really, really hard-hitting match. A lot of fun. Oni Lorcan is always fun to watch in the ring. And Timothy, Timothy, Timothy Thatcher, I'm becoming a quick fan of. I think he's really, really good. 
Um, this should be a really, bar- uh, really, really fun match. Uh, and finally, which will probably be the main event of the show, it's going to be WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Sasha Banks versus the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai in a non-title match. Uh, Io Shirai here. I think I kind of see Bailey getting involved and Asuka getting involved and some kind of non-finish happening, or, or at the very least, Asuka helps Io win. But... I think Io Shirai will win. Uh, I think this will help her. It'll further... Uh, because I one thing I don't want is I don't want Sasha to come in and beat Io Shirai. Um, but I feel like Io may be a placeholder at the moment to further the story between Sasha Banks and Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. But uh, I'm going to go with Io Shirai here. Uh, th- th- apparently these two have never had a match before, so that's really, really interesting. That's really, really intriguing. Um, as far as which show am I'm, I'm gonna watch? I'm probably gonna watch Fighter Fest. Probably, yeah, I'm probably gonna watch Fighter Fest. Uh, out of all those matches, I think Omega, the tag match, the, ti- the titles is what I'm looking forward to most. And as far as the Great American Bash for NXT, I'm looking forward to Banks and Io Shirai the most. So anyway, that'll do it for my predictions for both shows. That'll do it for this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for sitting through the very serious portion that I had of this podcast. Um... I hope everybody, you know, you're all staying safe and staying healthy as we are slowly getting back into trying to get back into some normalcy. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Please be sure that you're listening to us on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Anchor.fm, Stitcher, wherever you can find your fine podcast formats. If you go to the not uh, Anchor.fm and search the Not Another Wrestling Podcast, it'll give you a fine full list of where you can find find us to listen to. Please be sure to listen, uh, I'm sorry, to follow us on Twitter at TNAWP. Like us on Facebook at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. On Instagram at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, once again, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you are all staying safe. And I will see you all next time.